So this is the second attempt to get episode 110 out. It was recorded on Friday, but apparently I decided to uh, yeah, celebrate its independence a day early. You're in the doghouse. This is the NFC East. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. It is Sunday, July 5th, the day after the... Well, day after the 4th of July, Independence Day. I uh, hope everybody had a good weekend. Hope you all have your fingers, eyes, toes, everything. Um, yeah, I, I, I recorded on Friday and then made the mistake of deleting it and it had asked me if i was sure and i'm like yeah of course i want to fucking upload it duh you stupid piece of shit and so i hit yes and uh yeah let's just let's just let's just call it what it is when i get really super tired yeah goofy shit happens but this is the nfc east that we are going through today i did have a rant on that one podcast but you know since we're behind a couple days we will be doing the north this week as usual on tuesday and on friday but uh yeah since this is a couple days behind we're just going to go ahead and uh filter through this the division as is but uh yeah i at least on a positive note i have my brand new third monitor which will become my new second monitor it's a you know, I my second monitor is only a tw- it's a twenty eight inch uh, LG TV, and I went to Best Buy today, and I I saw this nice deal on a forty three four uh, K, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't look too big, that doesn't look too big, and then I got it home and took it out of the box, put it on my desk, and I'm like, the fuck was I thinking? But uh, this thing's growing on me. I'm I'm liking it. I've got every single fucking thing opened up on this, and I can read it just fine. So we're going to get through it. Uh, hopefully, you know, maybe it's going to take an hour and a half like usual, or maybe we're going to get through it a little bit, eas- a little bit quicker. But uh, here we go. Uh, we're going to start <clears throat> with the Dallas Cowboys. And Dak Prescott, of course, is your quarterback. He did sign his uh, franchise tender, so he is good to go for the year. Uh, has Andy Dalton backing him up. Uh, nothing else really behind him that we have to worry about there. Uh, as far as the running backs are concerned, we know Zeke Elliott is good to go. Uh, Tony Pollard is the main backup. Now, behind Tony Pollard, all we really have is Jordan Chun and uh, Rico Dottle and Darius Anderson, who uh, Rico and Darius are both UDFAs. Um, Darius Anderson came from Texas Christian. He was a guy that we were taking a look at uh, during the draft. And then <clears throat> uh, Dottle uh, comes from South Carolina. He's not really anything special um, in that regard. 
They did take, also out of TCU, they took Siwu Olinuluia. Oh, God. Siwo. I used to know how to say this, too. Siwo Olinuluia. It's there. But they got it. Currently, he's listed as being their uh, backup fullback to Jamizi Olawale. So, um, not really looking for not really looking for any production out of there. Uh, we do have new head coach in Mike McCarthy, but we do have the same offensive coordinator from last year in Kellen Moore. Jesus, I got to fix this thing again. But um, Mike McCarthy, you know, runs a West Coast offense, but uh, and it's. It's similar to what Kellen Moore was doing last year. You know, there's a lot of focus on the run. Um, not so much usually uh, with the running back in the passing game, ex- if unless needed. It's usually like your third option in there. So <clears throat> I do expect uh, Zeke Elliott's kind of target share to kind of go down a little bit. Um, but what you saw from Ezekiel Elliott last year, I think he's going to be a little bit better in terms of production. Um, he's going as the third running back overall, and that's just fine and dandy. Now, he did get the uh, COVID-19, but uh, you'd rather see him getting it now, or at least a couple weeks ago, uh, rather than later. So hopefully if the whole thing with the antibodies is true, where you can't really get it anymore, um, he'll be good for the go for the year. Um, we're really only going to have to worry about anything happening to him in case of like injury and not, you know, the sickness itself. Your pass catchers at wide receiver, number one is going to be Amari Cooper. Your wide receiver two across from him is going to be Michael Gallup. And then you have rookie C.D. Lamb, who they took in the first round, uh, pick 17 out of Oklahoma. C.D. Lamb was my favorite wide receiver coming out of the draft. Uh, this wasn't really a spot that I wanted to see him land in. Um, but Michael Gallup is working on his last year before free agency. So there's chance that C.D. Lamb uh, will be in the slot this year and then transfer out to the outside across from Amari Cooper. Now, Cooper does fill in in the slot role every once in a while. So you will see C.D. Lamb hit the outside, Cooper going inside. So it's going to be a switch in, switch out. Uh, but with the weapons that they do have on the Dallas Cowboys offense, you can expect that his output's going to be a bit limited. Now I do think it's better than a lot of <clears throat> other rookies this year. But um, and we're going to see with his uh, draft, his draft spot and his ADP, that uh, you're going to at least get a nice discount on him what for the season. Uh, backing up Michael Gallup, we have Devin Smith, Noah Brown, and John Vea Johnson. You also have undrafted free agent Stephen Goodry, who came out of Mississippi State as a UDFA. Uh, behind Amari Cooper, you'll have Ventel Bryant and UDFAs Aaron Parker and Kendrick Rogers, who won't be much of a factor. Backing up C.D. Lamb, Cedric Wilson, Tevin Jones. Uh, not going to be too much involved you know it's mostly going to be your main three and we saw that when Randall Cobb was in the slot uh that it was pretty much Cooper uh Randall Cobb and Michael Gallup so it should be much more of the same at tight end you have the great 
You have the great hype in Blake Jarwin. I'm not buying into it whatsoever. Behind him, Dalton Schultz and Blake Bell. Uh, Bell, you may remember as the belldozer that came out of Kansas City. There's a lot of hype on Blake Jarwin in this offense. I understand that Dak Prescott likes his tight ends from time to time, especially along the goal line. But the problem is is that a lot of these folks, what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and just tight end, you know, get that tight end, or get that tight end, get that touchdown upside. And outside of that, there's nothing really to like about Blake Jarwin. He's been hyped up. He's been hyped up for the last couple of years, where Blake Jarwin was going to beat out, you know, Dalton Schultz and and whatnot here in uh, Dallas, and he hasn't done it. He's been injured or he's just been ineffective. So. I'm not buying into it. He is going as a later tight end. So um, as far as I'm concerned, just fucking skip them all together. We're not worried about them. Offensive line, uh, major loss at center with uh, Travis Frederick, who retired. Uh, not a bad idea for him and uh, his injury history. Uh, we know what he was suffering from uh, the last couple of years. So wasn't really that big of a surprise, but we're going to start at left tackle at Tyron Smith. Connor Williams comes in at left guard. Uh, Tyler Biad, God, I can't say his name. The center from Wisconsin, Tyler Biadaz. I'm going to call him Biadaz. Fuck it. It's not going to be Joe Looney. It's going to be Tyler Biadaz. I'm going to call him Biadaz. I'm a Badger fan, and I can't even get his fucking name right. Be a Daz. I'm going to learn it. I'm going to learn it. I like you, be a Daz. You be a Daz. Be dazzling. Right guard is going to be Zach Martin, and then your left, your right guard or your right tackle will be Eliel Collins. Now we do have to <clears throat> monitor Tyron Smith. We do know that he gets injured from time to time, um, and they will shift Collins over from the right side to the left. They do have plenty of backups with, like, say, Connor McGar- uh, McGovern, uh, Cameron Irvin. Brandon Knight, and then Joe Looney can play some guards. Could they possibly move Connor Williams out as well? So it's still a really good line. It's not the best line that they've that they've had in recent years, but I think it's a little bit better than uh, two years ago when you saw Fred, when Frederick had uh, went down, and then they had nobody to really replace him. Looking at the defense, there's a lot of people on this defense as well. Start along the defensive line. We have Demarcus Lawrence, Gerald McCoy. Don uh, Terry Poe, Tyrone Crawford. At your linebackers will be Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, and Sean Lee. Your outside corners, they did take a corner uh, in about the mid, you know, just short of the mid in the second round in Trayvon Diggs. Diggs was a guy that was supposed to possibly go in the first round, at least not fall farther than the top of the second. And then you're going to have Chidobi Awuzie. Across from him. See, I can get fucking a Woozie. I can get Shadobia Woozie with no fucking problem. Jesus. And then in the slot, I believe that you'll see Jordan Lewis in there. Now, they do have capable backups. Anthony Brown was a guy that um, was a starter last year. Uh, they also have Daryl Worley, who they brought in from Oakland. He's a good enough backup, at least. And then you have Maurice Candidate, um, who comes in from the New York Jets in there. Your safeties will be HaHa Clinton Dix, who comes over from Chicago via Green Bay. 
and then Xavier Woods as the uh, free safety. So the defense lines up really, really well. Now, one of the statistics that's been really awkward and weird is that anywhere that Gerald McCoy has gone, and he came over from Carolina, as did Poe. So anywhere that Gerald McCoy has gone, the defense has gotten worse against the rush, which is odd, right? Now you got Gerald McCoy and Poe, who both came over from Carolina, which we know got just absolutely annihilated, you know, by running backs right up the fucking middle. So it's going to be curious to see what happens here because, I mean, you do have a better linebacking core with Van Der Esch, uh, Smith, and Lee. So that should help kind of, you know, support them in the running game. But, uh, Really, just to be completely honest with you, it's it's curious. It's curious on whether or not that's going to travel over here to the Dallas Cowboys or not. Looking at the Dallas Cowboys as far as strength of schedule, I got to move this. This is going to annoy the shit out of me. There we go. So we're looking at the Dallas Cowboys season based on record strength of schedule. They have the third easiest schedule in the league. Third easiest. But you know what we like to look at? We like to look at the defensive DVOAs. So total defense DVOA strength of schedule is actually 18th. So it gets a little bit closer to the middle range. Uh, We go by quarters. It's going to be 15, 30, second, and 18. Which... Okay, we're going to have to take a look at that second quarter, see if there's anything that we like in there. Versus the rush, they have the sixth hardest schedule versus the rush. Hmm. Now, we do have a good offensive line. We have an elite talent. So we take this with a major grain of salt. By quarters, 23rd, 7th, 6th, and 7th. So first quarter is the best. Uh, versus the pass, the DVOA is strength of schedule here. It's 23rd overall. So, really good for the passing game. Really good for Dak Prescott, which is probably why he's getting drafted so early. Uh, DVOA here would be 16, 31, 4, and 24 by quarters. So, second and fourth quarters are the best. Third, we're going to have to take a look at because it gets a little weary in there. Wide receiver one, this is going to be Amari Cooper. He has the 23rd hardest schedule on the board uh, by quarter, 12, 28, 9, and 30. So, down, up, down, up. <clears throat> Wide receiver two, this is your Michael Gallup. This is 22nd ranked schedule for wide receiver twos. By quarter, 18, 23, 15, and 13. So it goes up and then it inevitably goes down, but it's still not the hardest schedule. Wide receiver plus, here's your CD Lamb. 30 is the schedule on the board. By quarter, 18, 31, 22, 27. Now we get a little bit worried with the rookies because of the whole COVID-19, not having a lot of, you know, practice time with OTAs and stuff, but the the guys are practicing together. So um, this is going to be a little bit curious of whether or not we're going to buy into C.D. Lamb's potential here. Because if he's getting the absolute best matchups in there, then maybe we sit back late. Tight end, 11th hardest schedule. 
by quarter, 8, 31, 4, and 12. So, yeah, take Blake Jarwin and go shove it up your ass. Wide uh, Versus running backs in the passing game, 10th hardest schedule on the board, 19, 23rd, 2nd, and 15. So it pretty much kind of lines up a little bit with the total defense. It doesn't really line up with the rushing game. So can we get a little bit of Zeke Elliott action in there? Don't know. We're going to have to take a look. We'll look at it. Uh, for the defense uh, versus total offense, they actually have the 28th ranked schedule on the board. Hmm. Interesting. 10, 23, 21st, and 22nd. That's actually really, really good. Going to have to get into the schedule. Versus passing offense, 28 again. 5th, 31, 31st, I mean. 16th, 25th. Okay. Pretty good. Weak pass offenses. Rush offense, 12 overall by quarter, 10, 6, 19, and 16. So a little bit harder versus the run, but the passing game, okay. 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 Defense plus offense, this is my metric. We're just trying it out this year. See how the trends go. Uh, 27th overall uh, as far as strength of schedule with defense and offense DVOA is blended in. Uh, 21, 31, 12, and 22. So it should be a pretty easy year. should be a year where they definitely have a chance to take the division. So let's take a look at our schedules here, all right? Starting in week one, they are at the L.A. Rams, uh, which is good for tight ends and running backs in the passing game. Um, outside of that, maybe, maybe Zeke Elliott. Uh, versus the Falcons, okay, we, everybody's in play there. Uh, Seahawks, you're going to have pretty much everybody in play. Uh, Zeke should be really good in that spot. Uh, versus the Browns, uh, that one I'm a little leery of. Uh, we're going to have to get to the Browns in their additions. I think the Browns play a little bit better, but it it does worry me a little bit that, uh, like I said, with the COVID-19 thing, that they're not being able to play together um, and practice getting that playbook down. Versus the Giants, okay, everything's good to go there. Versus the Cardinals, good to go there. Redskins, good to go, but I have a little bit of worries with the additions, but uh, defense shouldn't shouldn't be all that great. Uh, at Eagles, uh, it's good for Mac- Michael Gallup and for CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Steelers, nope, not going to touch it. Then they're on break on Week 10 versus the Vikings. You got... Uh, wide receivers, Dak Prescott should be good to go there. We know that Vikings have a weak secondary uh, without looking at everything. Uh, Redskins again, talked about them. At Ravens, running backs have had a good deal of success, but they have made additions. Uh, wide receiver too, so uh, that'd be Gallup. Bengals, good to go everywhere. 49ers in week 15, so that's a little tough. Then you're going to have the Eagles in week 16. Mm. So not really that great of a schedule, especially for Zeke if you're doing it that high. Um, Dak Prescott, those games are going to be a little bit tighter. Week 17 would have been another fight with the Giants, which would have been a good matchup. But uh, we do know from time to time that those Cowboys-Eagles games uh, do tend to take off. So now we come over to the ADP chart. Let's take a look at our quarterbacks first. Uh, Dak Prescott, third quarterback off the board. He's hovering right around 60 mark. He's at 61 overall right now. 
uh, Andy Dalton, case for your sleeper, uh, for your best balls, uh, QB 56, 462. So he's kind of irrelevant in there. Now we switch to running back. We got Zeke Elliott. He is the third overall, and he's the third running back off the board, just as it usually is. Uh, we come down here to Tony Pollard. He is running back 47, 119 overall. So he's going right around in the 10th round. Uh, probably want to hook him up a little bit earlier, probably in the 9th at the very least. And Darius Anderson was getting drafted at one point. He's not anymore uh, way back when he was getting drafted. So not really too worried about that. Um, wide receivers, you got Amari Cooper. He is your wide receiver 11 right now. He's been pretty stable right around there and at pick 33. So right around towards the end of the third round, Hell of a value, considering the fact that a lot of people wanted to grab him around the 2-3 turn. Uh, Michael Gallup is your wide receiver 30 at pick 71. So that's right around the 5... Let me think here for a second. It's right around the 6-7 turn. There, that's that's a really nice value for him. But if you get C.D. Lamb... He's wide receiver 41, so you can get him towards the end of the draft at pick 96. Um, so he is he's not quite uh, 10th round. He's probably around 9th round. Um, not too bad. Not too bad if you want to take a shot at him in there. Um, I think he'll drop even further, though. A lot of people want him back. I don't know how much anybody's going to really be on the rookies and stuff, so he could end up going... Uh, you know, 10, 11th round. That's kind of your spots where you start taking your shots. Um, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a tight end in there. Um, that's kind of where you're looking there. Now, Blake Jarwin, he is your tight end 18. He's been pretty stable there. Uh, pick 156 overall, so very, very end of the draft. Like I said, I don't know why people are pumping him up. They shouldn't be. It's fucking reckless. It's stupid. Dallas Cowboys are going to be your 17th defense. Your defense, number 17. Um, so, I mean, if you if you want to grab a second defense, uh, I, I kind of like the fact that they're a week 10 bye, which means that you don't have, that you can wait on them and see if they can perform. Um, in that regard, we do like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I might take a shot on him, to be honest with you. I mean, we know we're going to be way late in the draft anyways for them, but um, I have no problem, no problem taking a look into them, especially if, you, if you're just going to wait till the very end, let everybody else grab all the other defenses. Nobody else is going to grab them. Well, except probably people in my draft because they're listening to this podcast now. So... We gotta find New York Giants. Let's go to New York. Let's go to our depth chart. Let's go to our depth chart. Alright, here we go. Alright, Daniel Jones is back for year two. We don't have any Eli Manning there, so his backup is gonna be Colt McCoy. Uh, who came over from the Washington Redskins, Cooper Rush, Alex Tanney. Nobody to really write home about. 
Uh, running back is, of course, going to be Saquon Barkley. Deion Lewis came over from Tennessee as a backup slash probably third down slash change of pace slash uh, guy that really shouldn't be on the team because Saquon Barkley can do it all slash he's garbage. Um, Wayne Gallman backing him up then with Jonathan Hillman and then UDFA Javon Leak, who we weren't all that great out of uh, Maryland. Uh, your wide receivers are going to be Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard on the outside with Golden Tate in the slot. I would expect that even in two wide receiver sets, I think you're going to see Darius Slayton and Golden Tate probably manning the outside um, with Sterling Shepard being the true third, to be honest. Um, but when they're in wide receivers, when they're in three wides, Golden Tate will shift to the slot. Uh, backing them up are going to be Damari Scott, Benjamin Victor, who comes out of Ohio State. He's kind of another high-flying guy, so he's perfect as a backup for Darius Slayton. Uh, you have Cody Core, Corey Coleman is back. Yay! Yay! And then a slew of uh, guys that we really aren't all that high on. Um, yeah, it's, the offense, it's gonna it's all going to revolve around... Uh, Saquon Barkley, you have Jason Garrett coming over, the former head coach of the Dallas uh, Cowboys. So should see that same style offense where everything kind of comes out of uh, Saquon and then um, works off of that. So the passing game is going to, you know, it's the old traditional. It's all the passing game is going to work off the running game. Um, but we do know that Saquon Barkley should be in line for a, a shitload of targets as well. At tight end, you're going to have Evan Ingram, who I still really, really like. I just want to see where his ADP is. Uh, backing him up is Levine Tololo, who comes from San Francisco. And then, of course, Caden Smith. Now, it's kind of funny because actually, I'll, you know, we could talk the ADP here because uh, Caden Smith is actually getting drafted in best balls and Levine Tololo isn't. So late in your best ball drafts, if you're concerned about Evan Ingram's injury history, I would actually go Toy Lolo first before I'd ever go Caden Smith, to be honest. Uh, Toy Lolo is a good blocker, um, but he's also a capable pass catcher. So he didn't get the shot really in San Francisco, but he did when he was over in Atlanta. So definitely consider that. Your offensive line is going to be Nate Solder at left tackle, Will Hernandez, Spencer Pulley at center, Kevin Zeitler and newly acquired first round pick Andrew Thomas at right tackle. He is out of Georgia. Should be more of a plow offensive line. It's going to be a really good offensive line for running. Uh, Matt Pert was drafted in the third round out of UConn. He'll be over at the other offensive tackle. He should be able to sh- blah, blah, blah. should be able to shift in at guard at times. And then you have Shane Lemieux. Uh, offensive guard out of Oregon. He's okay, uh, but he does make for a capable backup. Now, we take a look at the defense. We see how terrible this defense actually really is. Uh, it's going to look good on paper because uh, your defensive line is going to be Leonard Williams, Delvin Tomlinson, and Dexter Lawrence, with your linebackers being Kyler Fackrell, David Mayo, Blake Martinez, Lorenzo Carter in your linebacking. Martinez and Fackrell came over from Green Bay. 
there's a reason why they let them go. Blake Martinez is nothing more than a compiler as far as tackles are concerned. I like Blake Martinez. He plays hard, but he's not all that great. And there's a reason why they fucking run right at him every goddamn play. Your outside corners are going to be DeAndre Baker and James Bradbury, who comes over from Carolina. Your starting slot corner should be Grant Haley. Uh, but there is a chance that, say, Darnay Holmes, a cornerback drafted in the fourth round out of UCLA, could supplant him. Uh, your safeties are going to be Jabril Peppers and for, uh, second round pick, I'm sorry, Xavier McKinney, who's a safety out of Alabama. So it's a it's got some talent on this defense, but it's still going to be a work in progress. You're going to have new DC, uh, Patrick Graham, and he's even said that um, it is a work in progress. So they're going to try and get these rookies developed uh, to be eventual starters, I think, at some point. But, uh, yeah, this should still be able to run past everything on the New York Giants. Take a drink. All right. Let's take a look at their strength of schedule. Uh, they actually have the 26 ranked uh, strength of schedule based on opponent record from last year. And the quarters go 7, 25, 28, and 12. So second and third quarters uh, are teams that were more towards the back end of the league. Total defense, though. Here, you want to take a look at why I look at this shit, okay? So total defense DVOA, fourth hardest schedule in National Football League. By quarter, 1, 12, 29, and 17. So the second half of the season isn't too bad. Uh, versus the rush, so this is Barkley. Eighth hardest schedule, third, third, 27th, and 23rd. So can it, will it be a slow start? Great. With no offseason. Oh, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, it's hard not to like Barkley in that second spot behind McCaffrey. It just is. So, but I mean, if you would rather have, you know, Zeke in that spot, I can see it. All right, versus the pass. 10th hardest schedule on the board, 2nd, 23rd, 26th, and 19th. So first quarter first quarter of the season, not too good, but the rest of it's pretty decent. This is going to be interesting when we go through here. Wide receiver 1, this should be Slayton, to be completely honest with you. Daniel Jones likes Slayton. 8th hardest schedule, 3rd, 14, 15, and 24. Ugh. Oof. Take a look at that one. Wide receiver two. Now we got to decide if this is going to be Sterling Shepard or if this is going to be um, uh, Golden Tate. I think you could take it both ways. I think I'd rather just say that this is going to be Tate's um, because if they're in two wide receiver sets, he's going to get a lot in there, and then he's going to ha- he should face a weaker corner um, when they go into three wides. So it would be a 31st rank, so second easiest schedule on the board, 6th, 32nd, 21st, and 30th. Again, last three quarters. 
Wide receiver plus, we'll consider this Sterling Shepard. He's got the 15th hardest schedule. 6, 19, 25th, and 19. Again, last three. So we got it looks like what we're going to be looking at here is uh, slow starting. Guys that are going to be slow starters. So you got to decide if you're going to take that risk on there. Uh, tight end. So here we go. Evan Ingram, 29th hardest schedule on the board. 5th, 30th, 29th, and 23rd. Okay. Versus running back in the passing game. 4th hardest schedule. 3rd, 3rd, 13, and 28. But we do know. See, here's the thing. Because we know like guys like Zeke Elliott and Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, they can overcome their schedules because they're just that talented. So um, we'll take. I, I think you take him with more of a grain of salt than you do a lot of the, uh, the other players. In their positions. Uh, now, if we look at the total off- the offensive DVOAs, this would be for the Giants' defense. They have the 16th hardest schedule, uh, 22nd, 19, 24, and, f- and 1. So, actually, the first three quarters are pretty decent. Uh, versus the pass offense, 17th hardest schedule, 16, 21, 25, and 3. It's not bad. Versus the rush. Fifth hardest schedule, 28, 13, 17, and 1. So, again, not too bad in those first three. Uh, overall, their schedule, if you add defense and offense, it's the 12th ranked schedule, 9, 13, 27, and 8. Let's take a look at the schedule itself. Opens up versus the Steelers. This is a Monday night football game. Uh, yeah, that's pretty tough. Um, maybe Saquon, that's about it. Uh, at the Bears, okay. Uh, I would probably trust Saquon in that one. Golden Tate uh, in the, while he's in the slot. Versus the 49ers. Oof. Don't like that at all. Rams? Oh. It's good for Zeke, or it's good for Saquon in the passing game. And it's good for Evan Ingram. We're okay with tight ends there. Uh, at Cowboys, should be a really good game. Should shoot out. Uh, Redskins, uh, we have questions, but yeah, it's okay. Eagles, <clears throat> God, Saquon's done good against the Eagles. Then you'd have Golden Tate and Shepard in that spot. It's not too bad. Uh, Buccaneers should be able to pass on them. Redskins, play that one by ear. We're going to be in the Redskins here later. Uh, versus the Eagles, we talked about that. 11th week, uh, week 11 is the bye. And then they have the Bengals, good to go for everybody. Seahawks, should be pretty good to go for everybody. Cardinals, good to go for everybody. Browns, still unsure of. I think the defense has improved, but it would be a good matchup on paper. Uh, Ravens, a little bit tougher matchup in week 16, but that would definitely be... That would be a Saquon game. Then you got the Cowboys in Week 17. So I think, I think Barkley's probably definitely the best. Now, with that schedule, holy shit. You have to play it by ear with Daniel Jones. I really liked him until I saw this. I mean, if you're okay with the slow, a little bit slower start, now he could get behind in some of these games and he has to throw. And that gives you more... Uh, more attempts, more chances. So, 
Yeah, I like Dan. I still kind of like Daniel Jones late. Um, schedule isn't showing it all that much, but I'm okay with Daniel Jones if you get him late. Uh, let's go look at the ADPs here. Now, Jan- Daniel Jones is going to be your QB 14 at pick 115. So you're looking at about 10th round. I'm okay with him there. I actually would prefer Mayfield, who's right behind him. I don't mind Roethlisberger, who's behind him. Um, and I kind of like Stafford, who's right ahead of him. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough in there. I I would definitely take Mayfield in front of him. But... Uh, Definitely not going to argue with Daniel Jones in that in that spot there. Running back Saquon, of course, is second overall pick, second running back off the board. Uh, let's take a look at his backups for handcuffs. We're going down the list, going down the list. FYI, I sing when I'm trying to set up this microphone, and I'm telling you, I'm a terrific singer. It's just... It's so sweet when it hits your ears. But anyway, Wayne Gallman, RB100, 433. Uh, Javorius Allen, Buck Allen, 102, uh, 440. So not really. Where the fuck did Deion Lewis go? There he is. I just didn't mark him. Uh, Deion Lewis is actually running back 84, 336. So... Basically, you're, if you're trying to handcuff Saquon, it's going to be completely, you know, you can wait till the end of the end of the draft if you're going to do it. Um, we, did, we do know that they tended to fail, though, when they came in there. So you really have to buy into that offensive line um, improvement, I think, if you're going to back him up. That's just my feeling on it. Wide receivers, you got Darius Slayton. These guys are going really, really late, so I'm fine with all of them, okay? So Darius Slayton is going to be your wide receiver 40, 95th overall, which is okay, which is good. Uh, Sterling Shepard is your wide receiver 51, 128 overall. Golden Tate is going to be your wide receiver 56 at 142. Who are we looking at? If you don't... If you don't get Darius Slayton, I'm telling you right now, you might want to just wait and go get Golden Tate. And you may want to just do it anyways. Tight end, Evan Ingram is going to be your tight end seven. He's at pick 84. It's not a bad spot. It's definitely farther down than where he was. He was in the fifth round last year. Um, he was right around with... Uh, Hunter Henry, he's still kind of going ahead of him, but Hunter Henry's dropped too. Um, I w- here's what I would say. If Hayden Hurst is still there, I would take Hayden Hurst before I take Evan Ingram. Um, but Evan Ingram definitely has upside. We see it when he's on the field. Um, he's really, really good. He, he was really, really good until he got hurt last year. So hopefully he's back from that. Uh, Caden Smith is, like I said, is actually the guy that's getting taken as a backup. I like Tololo more, uh, but Caden Smith, tight end, forty nine, four twenty two. So if you're in best ball, I mean, you could literally take him as your last pick in the last round of you know twenty to twenty five rounds, however however long that draft happens to be. Uh, New York Giants defense is the thirty second defense, so um, 
nobody. Nobody is on them. Not not you, not me, not Sam. No, no I, I am. I do not like that New York Giants defense, Sam. I am. All right. Where are we going to now? We're actually ahead of schedule, which is good. Let's stay ahead of schedule, huh? All right. Moving to Philadelphia, the city of not brotherly love. And we have Carson Wentz as our quarterback, of course. Um, but curious, you know, round two that uh, the Eagles took Jalen Hurts, the quarterback out of Oklahoma. We're going to have to see what's going to happen here because nobody's been able to pull off the Taysom Hill uh, bullshit except for New Orleans. It's it's their thing. Are they going to do it here? We don't know. We just don't know. So I'm staying away from Jalen Hurts now. If you wanted, if you know, Best Buy real super late in the draft, absolutely you can take a shot on him. But uh, Jalen Hurts, as far as I'm concerned, is irrelevant for right now. Uh, your running backs going to be Miles Sanders. First round pick, Miles Sanders this year, uh, backed up by Boston Scott, Corey Clement, Elijah Holyfield, uh, rookie. Uh, UDFA rookie Michael Warren out of Cincinnati, who I'm kind of okay with, uh, was looking at uh, this draft season, and Adrian Killens out of Central Florida. Miles Sanders is expected by many to get the bulk of the carries, get the majority, be a bell cow, right? Um, I still have some worries about that. It just It is what it is with Philadelphia, right? They just kind of mix and match and, and whatnot. But this season, you only really have Boston Scott and Corey Clement behind him. Corey Clement, of course, got injured. Now, we're still waiting to see if maybe a guy like Devontae Freeman ends up here. So this could all change. The way I look at it right now, I do think that Miles Sanders is going to be your bulk of the carry type guy. He's going to be used in the passing game. They'll bring in Boston Scott. As kind of a change of pace from time to time, right? Um, Miles Sanders has tremendous upside. But you need to decide if he is worth the risk in the first round. And we'll take a look at the running backs. We'll see what's around him and see if there's guys that we like a little bit better than taking that shot in that first round. Your wide receivers are going to be Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Manning the outside with Jalen Rager being your slot receiver. Um, Alshon is unsure if they're they are unsure if Alshon's going to be ready for the start of the season. Um, which would mean, according to the depth charts, that John Hightower, the rookie um, out of Boise State, quite possibly could get a shot on the outside out there. Um, but I think what's going to happen is you're going to see John Hightower be held back. You're going to have Marquise Goodwin, which this is going to blow my fucking mind. It's going to be one of two scenarios. Marquise Goodwin, who's brought in from San Francisco, if Alshon's not ready, they're going to move either. No, it's not either. Marquise Goodwin will move to the outside, right, in three receiver sets. Jalen Rager will be that guy manning across from Deshaun Jackson in two wide receiver sets. In three wide, I think you're going to see Goodwin on the outside, Rager on the inside, Deshaun Jackson on the outside. That's a fucking hell of a lot of speed. Okay? The other option 
is to pull Rager to the outside, Deshaun Jackson on the other side, and have Greg Ward actually be your slot wide receiver. I think he's earned that shot. I think he's earned the shot. Goodwin does still technically have to learn this offense, right? But uh, I think those are the actual two scenarios that we're looking at. So Hightower, I like. But if he gets pumped up over the next you know month and a half, month, month and a half, don't buy into it. I think it's good. It's got to be Goodwin or Greg Ward in there, and you can get him for virtually nothing, even when we know. So just sit back and watch this one. Now, you're going to also have Deontay Burnett backing up J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Shelton Gibson, uh, Robert Davis, and Quez Watkins out of Southern Miss. Sixth-round pick. Has a shot to, you know, make a difference. But, I mean, it's just a ton of fucking high flyers, dude. Like, it's a lot of speed. So I like Car. I do like Carson Wentz. I like him. I like him a lot. Now it's just whether or not I'm going to pay for him, and that's what we have to question. Because no matter where the ADP says that Carson Wentz is going to go, somebody always fucking jumps on Carson Wentz. So we'll take a look at his ADP. I'll give you kind of roundabout if where he's going to be at. Your offensive line: Andre Dillard at left tackle. Isaac Siomola, Molo, Malo, Siu, Malo. Good Lord, left guard. Jason Kelsey, of course, at center. Jack Driscoll, fourth-round pick out of uh, Auburn, I think is going to be at that right guard position because we had Brandon Brooks um, fall to the wayside due to, uh, I believe it was an Achilles. God, I can't remember if it was an Achilles or a knee. One or two. Either way, he's out for the year. And then you're going to have Lane Johnson manning the right tackle spot. So it's a solid, it's still kind of a solid line, but they're going to really need to find out what they have. Um, they are. They should actually be in line for, oh, my God. <sighs> I'm not popping up the NFC South. Um, we talked about it, the guy who was cut from, Oh, Renner's going to kill me because I didn't fucking remember his name. There's an offensive guard that's hanging around that got cut from New Orleans Saints. Uh, Philadelphia still has a lot of money, so he's a guy that they should definitely look at. I think they're waiting until just about training camp to kind of make a move on that. All right, your Philadelphia Eagles defense. Uh, Your defensive line is going to be Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and Derek Barnett. Uh, Very, very strong uh, defensive line. Your linebacking core will be Duke Riley, TJ Edwards, and Nathan Gary at the starters. Um, decent, decent linebackers. Not as good as they've had in the past. Um, off, uh, outside corners, you're going to have Darius Slay, who's brought in from Detroit. Uh, probably Avante Maddox will man the other side if it's not Sidney Jones. And then Nickel Roby Coleman. Should be your slot corner with Jalen Mills and Rodney McLeod manning the safety spots. All right, so let's look at the strength of schedule. All right, strength of schedule based on opponents' records. 25th hardest schedule overall. 
by quarter 23rd, 14th, 16th, and 23rd. Okay, now let's take a look at the total defense by total defense. 20th hardest schedule, so a little bit stronger, but not as bad, not too bad. Uh, by quarter 13th, 7th, 26th, and 22nd. Good second half. Uh, versus the rush, 14th overall, 19, 4, 28, and 10. Ooh, bad second quarter. Uh, versus the pass, so here we go for Carson Wentz. Uh, 26, hardest schedule, 13th, 13th, 22nd, and 29th. Pretty good, pretty good. Wide receiver, one. I I can't honestly tell you who the fuck you're going to want to get right now, to be honest with you. I mean... None of them are going super high. Rager's not even going really high. Rager's probably the guy with the most upside in there. Like I said, with like say um, Deshaun Jackson, be all right, but you do have the injury risk. Um, he's probably going to end up being the wide receiver one to start the year. So um, if we look at it like that, twenty uh, second hardest schedule overall: eight, twenty four, twenty eight, and eighteen. Pretty good year, or a pretty good schedule. Uh, wide receiver two, we'll call this. Let's let's just go ahead and call it what it is. Let's just say this is Jalen Rager right here. Sixteenth, hardest schedule. Sixteen, twelve, ten, and twenty-eight. Uh, so not all that great, but it's doable. Wide receiver plus, this would probably be your Greg Ward, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, 29th, hardest schedule. Twenty-first, twenty-sixth, fifteenth, and thirtieth. Uh, not bad. Versus tight end. Uh, we never did tight ends, did we? We never talked about Zach Ertz, you silly bastard. Get over there. So, Zach Ertz. Zach, all right. Let's include Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard in this talk, right? So, they're going to have probably if Elsha. Now that. Let me clear. Let me, let's clear. Let's wipe it down. Wipe down that chalkboard. All right. So they're gonna go two wide receiver they're gonna go two tight end sets, primarily called the twelve. And you're gonna have Zacherts and Dallas Goddard, which means that they can go ahead and just use two wide receivers. So that would mean that you would have Jalen Rager and Deshaun Jackson. Okay. So we look at the tight ends. Now that makes more sense. So tight end has the third easiest schedule in the league, 24th, 11, 18, and 30. So that puts both tight ends into play. Now running backs in the passing game. So here's Miles Sanders, 16th overall, 18, 9, 12, and 25. That's good there. Uh, here at Eagle defense, we're looking at the total offense DVOA. They have the seventh hardest schedule for the defense, 26, 10, 13, and 4. Okay. Uh, versus passing offenses, 10th hardest schedule. 23rd, 15th, 15th, and 12th. Still not too bad. Uh, rush offense, though. Uh, first. Or the hardest the hardest schedule on the board. 27, 4, 3, and 3. So they're going to face a lot of heavy running, which they should be okay to take on. Uh, defense plus offense. 20th hardest schedule overall, 26, 6, 19, and 13. Now we look at the actual schedule. And right out the gate they face the Redskins, which actually probably is a really good uh, 
end up being a really good game for him because nothing's going to be truly set right in week one versus the Rams. Still like tight ends, still like running backs. Bengals, everybody's good to go. Niners probably mm, uh, uh, might be playing from behind in that one. Steelers don't really care much for that one. Ravens, uh, we've kind of talked about it, kind of like running backs a little bit still. Um, wide receiver twos are good. Giants, full, good to go. Cowboys, usually like that matchup. And it might get even better for the running game. Uh, Bye in week nine. Giants, good to go. Browns, we still have to look at it. On paper, it says it's good to go. Seahawks, I think they're going to be really good to go because it's at home. And they're going to want that little bit of revenge from last year. Uh, at the Packers, very good for the running back. Uh, tight ends had a good shot, had uh, good opportunities. Saints usually is high scoring. Um, we'll see the state of you know the Eagles and Saints by the time we get there, uh, but this should be a pretty good game. Uh, at Cardinals, everybody good to go. Cowboys, I think, is going to be good to go in Week 16, and then they'd have the Redskins in 17. So it's actually it's not too bad of a schedule. There's that rough stretch from Week Four through Week Six in there, but I think that is definitely something that we can deal with. Now, we got to go to our ADP chart here. Let's take a look. Where is Carson Wentz? Oh, he's QB8. Pick 93, though, so it's not too bad. But I, I'd almost guarantee you Wentz goes somewhere in like the 6th, 7th round, somewhere in there. And somebody always fucking jumps up to get him. Uh, Jalen Hurts, for your best ball people, uh, is QB54, 444 overall. Look at the running backs here. Now, Miles Sanders is running back eight, uh, ninth overall pick. So let's take a look and see what's ahead of him, okay? So we have directly ahead of him the top two. It's going to be Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon. Behind him we'll do four or five. Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. tough it's be really tough i'm a nick chubb mark but nick chubb nick chubb really shouldn't be going higher than where he's at um you got issues with aaron jones uh with aj Dillon being there kenny on drake is another kenny or it will he or will he not you know so i mean it's kind of pick your poison. I would probably say I'd stick with Miles Sanders there or take a look at the wide receiver. If Michael if Michael Thomas is there, I would definitely consider Michael Thomas. Um, quite possibly Devontae Adams. Those would be the only two wide receivers that I may take in front of Miles Sanders. Um, otherwise, I think you're just kind of stuck with it. Unfortunately, it's it's not it's he's not going to be that bad. He's gonna he's gonna get that run. So I would definitely consider it. Now, as far as the Philly pass catchers and the wide receivers, primarily, yeah, Jalen Rager is going to be your wide receiver. This is how far down these guys are. Um, Jalen Rager is your wide receiver fifty. 
Okay, so he's not even a wide receiver four. He's a wide receiver five at 127 overall. So that's an 11th round pick. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's uh, wide receiver 54, 133. So those two right in there, 10th, 11th round. I mean, we'll we'll know a little bit closer there, but I mean, they've been all they've been all kind of mingling in their spots. It's fucking pretty good. I would take a shot even on Deshaun Jackson, um, at that spot. Now you got Alshon Jeffrey, who's at uh, wide receiver seventy two, two hundred four. I mean, very end of the draft. Um, and then Marquise Goodwin, one ten. 369. I'll just go through their wide receiver ranks. Uh, Quest Watkins, 119. So there's some love for him. Uh, JJ Arthago Whiteside is at 126. Greg Ward, 143. Like, this is how ridiculous it is. Like, there's a lot of them. John Hightower is wide receiver, 151. So, I mean, you have a lot of chances, especially in a best ball draft. Um, take a shot on there. And Rager and Deshaun Jackson would be the first two that I would take a look at. And if they're going to go back that late, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, you take a shot on that. That's high upside, baby. Moving to tight end. Zach Ertz is your tight end four. Mike, Mark Andrews has moved ahead of him. So is George Kittle. He used to be tight end two. But he's tight end four now. He's going around pick uh, 56 overall. Uh, his tight end mate, Dallas Goddard, is tight end 13 at 132. So you're getting a hell of a value on Dallas Goddard. Um, of course, more than what you are with Zach Ertz. You're looking at almost, what, 80 picks? 80 picks later. So um, I think I like Zach Ertz at that position. It's just all going to depend on how I've built my team already. Uh, most of the time, you know, you you're either getting two two uh, running backs, two wide receivers at that spot, or by that point, or you're getting uh, three running backs and a wide receiver. Usually you're not going three wide, three wide and one running back. I mean, you can, but uh, it's not usually what you see in most drafts. So. so, I mean, if you feel that you're set, either way, like you've got two high-end Wide receivers, two high-end running backs, or you've got three, three nice, three really good running backs and a decent wide receiver. You could go at tight end if you wanted to. Uh, defense, Philadelphia Eagles is your defense number thirteen. So they're out of the the first team defenses there, which is kind of odd. Usually Philly. Usually Philadelphia goes somewhere in the middle um, as far as the defense is taken. So it's quite a surprise to see him kind of going back. Um, might take a shot on him. Might take a shot on him. They're not all that bad. All right. Last but certainly not least, we have the Washington, whatever you want to call them right now. Um, you know, with the controversy, I... It, you can bitch about it all you want. This was one of the things that I was um, kind of has always troubled me is the fact that, you know, we want to talk about the whole race thing and all that, and that name was still there. 
And it just kind of bothered the shit out of me because it was all. It I felt it was hypocritical that we weren't having this chat about this, but you know, we could talk about all the other things, talk about the Confederate flag, anything like that. You know, when it deals with sports, right? And and this just like, oh no, Dan Snyder. Well, eh, nah. no, it, it is kind of a big deal. I mean, I'm not going to harp on it, right? I'm not. If you want to still call him that, I'm not going to. I'm not going to yell at you for it, but. Um, I, it's kind of nice. It it is kind of nice to see Dan Schneider getting the one fucking pressured on there because I was waiting to see it. And I had to, I actually posted a tweet about it, like, okay, how how is this not getting fucking attacked? And then a week later, it happened. So I laughed. Quarterback for the quarterback for Washington is going to be Dwayne Haskins, uh, backed up by Kyle Allen, who they traded for for Carolina, uh, since he's Ron Rivera's little. Little boy, I guess, you know, and Scott Turner. So, but they did draft uh, Steven Montez, the, or no, they didn't draft Steven Montez. They got him as a UDFA. Uh, he's a quarterback out of Colorado. And we kind of liked him. Actually, he should have been like a fifth, sixth round pick, but he never got drafted. So, uh, it's kind of nice that he at least found a home. I don't know what's going on with Alex Smith. Um, apparently, it's, his, his knee is fully repaired. Um, but there hasn't been really any questions on whether or not he he's honestly coming back or not. Um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, once we get closer to training camp, we find out on that one. Now, as far as running back is concerned, it is the biggest fucking shit show in all of the NFL. Because we don't know whether it's going to be Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, and, or who's going to mix in. Antonio Gibson, Peyton Barber, Bryce Love, J.D. McKissick, and you have Josh Ferguson, which, come on, honestly, Josh Ferguson, nah. Um, I think you're going to see a little bit more out of the five, you know, here with AP. Uh, with AP. Darius Geis, Antonio Gibson will filter in uh, between wide receiver and running back. Now, he's go- he's on the, the wide receiver list because some of the sites were expecting um, him to get listed at wide receiver. But you may be able to get a chance to use him at running back and get a head start on that one. I like him more in best ball than I do in regular season, but um, you know I like him a lot more than say Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber is fucking garbage, and Bryce Love, Bryce Love was good in Stanford. Um, it wasn't really somebody that I was high on for at the NFL. Uh, wide receivers here we got, of course, Terry McLaurin, and then. Across from him should be starting out to begin the year would be Calvin Harmon uh, with Trey Quinn in the slot. Now I do expect Steven Sims to fill in there. Um, who Antonio Gibson is kind of like a little bit bigger Steven Sims. Um, that's kind of the player that he does. You know, jet sweeps, uh, carry the ball out of backfield, still line up. You know, inside and out. Right. It's kind of a multifaceted guy, a slash type player. Um, and then you have Antonio Gandy-Golden, who I'm expecting at some point should get a shot uh, to start outside of uh, Terry McLaurin and be more of a high flyer on the outside there. Tight end is another kind of shit show. Uh, it's a position I'm staying away from when it comes to Washington. because You're going to have Jeremy Sprinkle, Richard Rogers, Logan Thomas, Hale Hentages, uh, Caleb Wilson, Marcus Ball. We just we don't know. Right, it's 
I feel more confident with the running backs telling you who I think is going to be the guy than the tight end. And to be completely honest with you, I don't honestly care who the tight end is. The backfield is going to be Adrian Peterson or Darius Geis to own out the gate to get the most carries, right? Can you tell me who's going to get shot at tight end? The drafts right now, the ADP, it's going to tell you that it's actually UDFA tight end out of LSU. Thaddeus Moss. Randy Moss's kid. But I don't know. I mean, it could be anybody. Sprinkle, Rogers. Sprinkle and Rogers are probably the first two guys, but I'm not going to delve into it too much. I'm not going to. This this has less value to me. This position has less value to me at tight end than Blake Jarwin. And that's saying a lot because I fucking despise Blake Jarwin. So um, your offensive line for the Washington Redskins is going to be Cornelius Lucas starting at left tackle. Uh, Wes, Wes Schweitzer, Chase Roulier, Brandon Scherf, and Morgan Moses. It's actually a pretty good offensive line, to be honest with you. Um, Sadiq Charles was drafted in the fourth round out of LSU. Um, if there's any issues along that offensive line, I think Charles can play any one of those positions. I'd rather see him at guard. Um if he does have to come in, especially if it's if there's one weak link, it's Schweitzer at left guard, um, and that's who I think is going. Who that's why he's. If you look at the depth charts, that's why Charles is there, is because that's a weak spot, and I feel so good about Charles that he could take that spot. That's why he's in line. So moving to the defense, like I said, this thing, this is a wait and see what's going on here because this defense could could possibly be not terrible. Um, along the defensive line, have Montez Sweat, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Ryan Kerrigan. I know. I haven't said the guy yet. Linebacking core. Cole Holcomb, Thomas Davis, Chase Young. Now, why would I put Chase Young there? Right? He's a DN out of Ohio State. The feeling is that they are going to be rotating between their outside linebackers and now it's a 4-3, of course. Their outside linebackers and their DN spots, they're going to be rotating them in and out. In and out between the positions, changing it up, which is kind of which is kind of unique. You know, a lot of teams will do that. Um on audible calls and stuff like that, but this is like literally like after a certain amount of plays, they switch. They switch spots based on passing down, running down. So it's nice that they feel that they're flexible in there. You can do that. Rotate them in, keep these guys on the field, right? Your outside corners are going to be Fabian Moreau and Kendall Fuller. And then your slot corner should be Jimmy Moreland. They're a little bit weaker at corner, but you do have Aaron Colvin as backup. Ronald Darby is there. Uh, Danny Johnson, not a big deal. Uh, But they did draft uh, Cameron Curl in the seventh round. He was a safety out of Arkansas. They're expected to have him at corner. 
And then, of course, your safeties will be Landon Collins and Sean Davis. Uh, Landon Collins being the better of the two. So it's an imp- it's a bit of an improvement on the defense, but it's not it's not ball busting. But uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see real early how good that defense is going to be. Um, oh, brain farting. All right, strength of schedule based on opponent record from last year. Uh, they have the twenty eighth hardest schedule, tenth. 29, 31, and 5th, based on quarters. Now we look at the total defense. It does get a little bit tougher. Uh, 21st overall, 11, 26, 24, and 13. So the second and third quarters are trending to be the ones to attack. Now we look at the rush, or versus the rush. Pardon me. Ninth hardest schedule on the board, 18, 1, or 18, toughest. And then 15th and 20th. So uh, possibly we're just going to stay away from that running game. Uh, but we'll look at it game by game. Versus the pass, 28th hardest schedule. Okay. There we go. Uh, 13th, 30th, 26th, and 4th. No, I'm not saying that I'm interested in Dwayne Haskins, but that's good for the offense as a whole with the receiving core. Uh, wide receiver, 1. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to pause this real quick. That was close. Um, (laughs) Terry McLaurin, his schedule. 26th hardest schedule on the board. 22nd, 31st, 27th, and 3rd. So the fourth quarter is kind of bad, but we'll take a look in there. Uh, Wide receiver two, this would be kind of your Calvin Harmon slash Antonio Gandy-Golden if you want to take a shot on him. Uh, 24th overall. 23rd, 12th, 20th, and 16th. Uh, your Trey Quinn at wide receiver plus. Uh, 25th hardest schedule, 12th, 30th, 29th, and 2nd hardest. Your tight end. Oh, do I even care? 22nd hardest schedule. 13th, 28th, 21st, and 8th. And then versus running back in the passing game, 24th, 24th, 24th hardest schedule, 20th, 30th, 26th, and 1st. Let's see the defense. Ooh, I don't know if we care about this. Total uh, total offense DVOA, so this is for the defense. Uh, ninth hardest schedule overall, 5th, 16th, 26th, and 10th uh, versus the passing game. 18th overall, 11, 22nd, 25th, and 15th. And versus the rush, 2nd hardest schedule, 1st, 8th, 27th, and 5th. Uh, now the defense plus offense altogether. 21st hardest schedule, 7th, 27th, 27th, and 7th. So, at the, I, at the, I'm not even going to try that defense. Although, could get some turnovers, could be playing with some fire. All right, so we're going versus the Eagles here in week one. Wide receiver two is good. Um, wide receiver plus is good. Versus Cardinals, everybody's pretty much in play in that game. Uh, Browns said... I said i like their defense a little bit better um but on paper everything's pretty good now they have the ravens in week four uh that's probably going to be pretty much a shit show uh but you should see a lot of passing in there uh rams tight end running back in the passing game so pretty much skip it versus the giant or at the giants uh everybody's pretty good to go uh versus the cowboys 
should be okay in that game. I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. Well, at least not from not from Washington's side. Uh, eighth, week eight has the bye week. Then they have the Giants again. Everybody good to go. Lions, improved defense. So I think we got to settle down in that one. Uh, versus the Bengals, everybody's good to go. Cowboys, I think, is okay. Steelers, no. 49ers, no. Versus Seahawks, maybe. Panthers, yes, in week 16. And then Eagles in week 17, which, you know, we're not going to see. So uh, let's take our last look at the ADPs, eh? Quarterback, if you want to take Dwayne Haskins, save it for best ball. Uh, QB 29, 219 overall. Um, I don't think. Oh, yeah, Kyle Allen was your quarterback, 55, 453. So, I mean, if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Darius Geis is your first uh, Washington running back at running back 34. So he's a RB3. Uh, 81 overall. It's not too bad if you're going to take a shot in that backfield. It's just whether or not you want to do it because then you're kind of fucking stuck messing around with it. Uh, Adrian Peterson comes in at RB67. Uh, pick 236 overall. Wow. 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 Bryce Love, RB93, 392 overall. Uh, Peyton Barber, RB98, 424. Uh, where's, where's my Antonio Gibson? I had him marked. Oh, my God, I lost him. Maybe I just didn't get to him. No, I completely. I don't. I don't know where the fuck I put my Antonio. Oh, t- Jesus Christ! Because that's a fucking. You see, see. It's because he's a fucking wide receiver. Stupid. Let's go to the wide receivers. Good lord. Uh, Terry McLaurin is your wide receiver twenty-two at pick fifty-three. So that's uh, about the fifth round. It's okay. Okay, I'd rather have McLaurin as say my wide receiver three, but if I had if I had um three running backs and a wide receiver, I'd take a shot at McLaurin. We we saw what his upside is. Um it might be hit or miss on week to week, but uh so that's why I'd kinda want him as a wide receiver three, but I'll take him as a wide receiver two. Uh, Antonio Gibson, here we go. Wide receiver 64, pick 162, very end of the draft. Uh, he's actually worth a shot on, um, but let's wait till we get a little bit closer to draft time, and then you can kind of make your decision on that one. Uh, Steven Sims, uh, same type of player. Wide receiver 78, 222. And Trey Quinn, 107, 365. Uh, Antonio Gandy Golden. Here's your here's a guy at the very end of the draft. If he's doing okay and we hear he's doing okay in training camp, okay? So he's wide receiver 120. So four four oh two. He's very end of the draft. Very end of the draft. He was he was a bit higher before. Um he's kind of lost some steam. Then he got Calvin Harmon at wide receiver one fifty three, four eighty six overall. Alright, tight ends. 
This is I'm gonna show you this clusterfuck. Okay, so Thaddeus Moss, tight end 39, 389. He's gonna be completely best ball if you're gonna take a shot in here. Otherwise, it's Jeremy Sprinkle, tight end 56, 477. You know, you never take it. You never take a shot on any of these guys. Logan Thomas and Hale Henches um, were drafted at one point. Now they're complete afterthought. So it's a lot of people are thinking it's Thaddeus Moss. Or Jeremy Sprinkle. Nobody's even thinking of fucking Richard Rodgers right now either. So, uh, But he is going to be involved. I think that's going to be kind of a rotation. This is kind of the whole thing like when Ian Thomas took over for Greg Olson and everybody thought, oh, Ian Thomas, he's such a stud. He's filling in for Greg Olson. Let's just get him. And you know what happened? Fucking failed. Fucking failed miserably. Oh, come on, man. Come on. So now we look at the defense. Yeah, uh, Washington Redskins are defense 22, uh, 262 overall. So, and that's it. That is that is our NFC East breakdown. I hope you had fun today. I hope I hope you like the fact that you're getting three of them this week. Like I said, you will get the AFC North and you will get the NFC North this week. Have my microphone set up in a better spot so it's stable. You won't hear me doing this overall, you know, that type of thing. But uh, yeah, NFC East. Um, get your studs. I think they're all fine right in there. Whether or not you want to take Dak Prescott, that. That early is going to be really kind of your question. Like we said, like I also said with Carson Wentz, I think Carson Wentz is going to get taken around the sixth round. Um, probably prefer Dallas Goddard over uh, Zach Ertz if I'm taking a shot at a tight end for Philadelphia because we're getting considerable value in there. And uh, yeah, let's see, running backs are running backs are good. You're going to have to make your own decision on Miles Sanders. It's going to be how you feel in there. There is a lot of risk with some of these uh, running backs towards the end of the draft or towards the end of the first round. So, um, you know, once we get through the North Division this this week, um, I think you'll have a better handle on how I feel on everything. And after this week, we'll kind of have... uh, We'll have a little bit more like discussions overall on players within you know the NFL as a whole. Um, kind of get feelings on there. Maybe, maybe we might even have a special guest on next week's shows. But I'm gonna I'll leave that up uh, for your interpretation at least until uh, maybe later in the week. Maybe later in the week I'll let you know what's gonna happen. So, but. Uh, yeah, until Tuesday, uh, enjoy this one. Like I said, I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm stupid and I deleted it. That was all on me. But we got it out, and you get two more this week. Have a good, have a good rest of your week. I'll talk to you on Tuesday.